This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 194, and not only is it episode 194, my beautiful, beautiful little weirdos, it is the countdown to Halloween Marathon kickoff show! And to kick it off, we're doing a crab shoot selection of a 2015, possibly, I don't know, every time I look it up, there's a different date, I'm going to go with 2015, independent movie movie called The Sand. Did I like it or was it crap? All those mysteries and more will be revealed to you in the crapshoot. So I'm going to be here putting out an episode every single day between now and Halloween. That's 14 days of podcasting. That's 14 days of non-stop entertainment. Well, I guess it is stop because it's only like an hour or two a day. And then, you know what? Never mind. It's a hell of a lot of work. The work is not stopping here. I'm either watching something, I'm recording something, I'm editing something, or I'm doing other things. Other fun behind-the-scenes things. Aside from providing you with this fortnight of fright... Well, I know you're thinking, oh my god, that's amazing. I can't believe Patrick's doing all of this just for my entertainment. Well, guess what, baby cakes? It's not just for you. No. No, no, no. And it's not for me either. No. Because I'm dedicating the Countdown to Halloween Marathon towards raising funds for New Alternatives, which is an organization here in New York City which helps homeless LGBT teenagers. And while I was never homeless, I do know the sting of being turned away by your family for who you are. It happened in the 90s, and it's happened recently again as well. Luckily, I was an adult and supporting myself at the time, but I can't imagine what it would be like to be kicked out of your house for who you love. Or... Being afraid to go to go home to your family. Or maybe your family can't even support you. Maybe they're homeless as well. It's a very serious problem here in the city. And I've given the statistics last time, and I'm not going to go into that now. Because I don't want to bog things down too much. Because, yes, we are here for fun. But serious fun this time, okay? Because Halloween is supposed to be scary. Being a gay teenager shouldn't be. And you can help fix that. And I'm going to say right now that you can head on over to give.classy.org slash SQ and donate right now if you want to. We're going to take in donations 
all the way through Halloween and a little bit beyond for those of you who are going to join the party late. Because this is a cause that is near and dear to my heart. So, what's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters since last we chatted? Okay, let's get it out of the way. Smoochie watch, ding dong, yada da da da, what's going on with that cat? Nothing. She's totally fine. She's here with me right now. She's asleep. No health problems. Nothing hilarious. She's a totally cool kitty. Thumbs up to that. In other news, I did not win the People's Choice Award for the Best LGBT Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. And that's okay. That's okay. There's always another year. And, you know, it, it is an honor to be nominated. And while I'm on the topic... The show I did last year, The Underpants Godot, did not win the New York Innovative Theater Award for Best Production of an Original Script either. So I'm a double loser this time. But you know what? I feel like a winner because I'm sitting here with you. I haven't done a lick of anything else because, you know, we had the we had the Friday the 13th Spectacular already. We've got the marathon happening right now. And I've been... So bogged down with both of these things and prep for both of these things and just getting ready. And I, I, and I broke my foot. My foot is broken. Yeah, I broke my big toe, jammed it on the door like a month ago and just figured out now I think this might be broken because it hurts. So that's been what I've been doing. I'm limping around now in a big – never mind. You don't care what I have a big thing on my foot. Shut up. Stop thinking about – shut up. Scarlet Toe Hansen does not – Never mind. I'm not going to bring up Scarlett Johansson again. That was the stupidest thing I ever talked about in this show, and I'm not going to bring it up again. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ed in Singapore. I'm not bringing up Scarlett Johansson again, ever. Sorry. Until it's important. Shut up. Just shut up. So since I don't have anything to talk about, I'm going to shut up so that I can talk some more. (laughs) But now I'm going to talk about the movie that's available on Amazon Prime called The Sand and since it's a crapshoot, I think it's time to bring on everybody's favorite gargoyle. Let's hear it for Flem! Hold on to your pampers, bitch asses. It's time for the crapshoot! <laughs> Paul? 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 Oh. Ew, 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 ew. So for those of you who are new to the show, the crapshoot is the segment of the podcast, where I dive headfirst into that vast sea of direct-to-video horror movie releases in search of a diamond in that enormous shit pile. So, the movie I have chosen, quite by random, is a 2013 movie called The Sand. Because what better way to kick off a countdown to Halloween marathon than with a movie about spring break at the beach? Do not judge me. Do not judge me. Instead, listen to the trailer, which is playing right now. Facebook on my Nothing leaves this beach. Where is everyone? Are you stuck? Oh my god. What the 
to tell me what just happened? You saw the sand. It ate everyone. Drive the car over here and get out of here. Start the car, Jonah. Start the Come car. Come on. The car won't start. We're all gonna die, man. This is crazy. We're all gonna die. Like a monster? I don't believe in monsters. Ah, spring break. The perfect time to gather with all of your craziest, most party-loving friends for an all-night rager on the beach. Ah, yes. Booze. The sea. And unfortunately, the sand. This movie has so much wrong with it. First of all, the cast is almost annoyingly gorgeous. There is not an Ugmo in the bunch. There's not even an Averageo in the bunch. Everybody attending this party is Hollywood gorgeous. And then there's the acting. Well, it's not necessarily bad. It's all kind of smacking of desperation, like people just acting way too hard. Like, this is my one chance to be a star, so everything's, like, too big. And you wonder, are you just desperate to get another movie role out of this, or can you just not act? Are you just going by those perfect looks of yours? I can't tell. And then... There's the special effects. This is loaded with terrible, terrible CGI. Both the monster effects and the gore effects are just awful. So within the first five minutes that I spent at this incredibly douchey party, I said, this movie is going to be Horrible. And I was 100% wrong. There's something about this movie that works. Not in an ironic, oh my god, it's so bad, it's good kind of way. No. There is actual, genuine suspense in this. There are many scenes that had me on the edge of my seat. My butt was clinging to my chair like a suction cup. That was the worst possible analogy I could have made about my own butt. But you know what? I've made it. Let's just roll with it. Let's just roll with my butt. Rolling with the butt cheeks. Okay. Like I said, all these people have gathered for an all-night party on the beach. Everybody is pretty much a douche. A gorgeous, perfect-bodied, scantily-clad douche. And I was also a little put off because the Beginning scenes of the party night. The party that's going on during the nighttime, I should say. Before the sun comes up. I thought this was going to be a found footage movie. And I was like, oh god, another one. Because if I've been... You know I've been complaining lately. Everything I'm finding on Amazon and, and Netflix is just another low-budget, derivative, unoriginal found-footage movie. I'm like, here we go again. 
it's another one. But no, 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 no. Once the sun comes up, the cameras go away, and we're in real time. So it's all these people. You know, the, the, what, what they're doing, you know, it's self-explanatory. You don't really need to know anybody in my description of this. You know, kind of know everybody. It's just your basic college kids having a hoe down on the beach drinking and shotgunning and taking pictures of each other's boobs and stuff and girls making out because they can because it's a college party. You know, that kind of a thing. But somebody finds something. They find this weird, slimy thing washed up on the beach. This big, 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 slimy thing. And for some reason, the guys think it's a great idea. Let's bring it and put it up near the party. Yay! And so, when the sun rises, even though everybody has camped out on the beach, it seems that everybody, for the most part, is gone. The only people that are still there are the two who spent the night in a lifeguard stand, and four kids who slept in their car. Everybody else is gone. But they didn't leave. No, 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 because, yeah, that big slimy thing was some kind of an egg, and it has unleashed some unforeseen monster that I have never seen anything like before. It's kind of become one with the sand. If you set foot on the sand, you're dead. You're horribly dead. You're horribly slow, painful, agonizing dead. This is the movie that Blood Beach wanted to be. If you're old like me, you know Blood Beach had one of the greatest ad campaigns of the 80s. Incredibly memorable, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get there. Because there was a monster living under the sand in that too. But that movie was incredibly boring. Long, long, long slogs, slogs of no monster action. Boring, boring police nonsense. This is all action all the time. Once the sun comes up, the game is on. And it does not let up until those final credits roll. And I was on board for this ride really quickly, despite the bad special effects, despite the cheeseball acting, because when this movie works, it works really, really well. I don't want to spoil too much, but I have to put out a show here. It's just, there are some wonderful scenes in here, because like I said, these people are trapped in things that, you know, they're on their lifeguard stand, and, and, and in this car, there's no parking lot around or anything. It's not that kind of a beach. There's no highway nearby. They're in the middle of nowhere. So to get anywhere, they're going to have to walk on that sand. And like I said, as the movie goes on, you can't even get your foot a little bit close to the sand because these things will reach up and grab you. And if they touch you, you're dead. Dead, 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 dead. And it also turns out this thing is slowly eating through the car and eating through the wood of the lifeguard stand. So you can't just hang around and wait for hope, yeah, help to come because tick-tock, tick-tock, it's going to get you. It's only a matter of time. So there are some wonderful scenes where these kids are trying to devise plans to get from one spot to the other crossing the sand without touching it using you know uh, you know pieces of wood or a surfboard or something like that that are nail-bitingly tense and characters that I hated in the beginning of the movie I was a hundred percent on board with 
by the end, not all of them, mind you. Some of them are still like, you're still a horrible actress and you're an asshole. But a lot of them, there's one girl in particular, who, of course, I don't have the cast list in front of me. Well, she gets to see her boyfriend get eaten by the monster in the sand and her acting and crying is so over the top yet non-effective that I was like, oh, I hate you. You're going to be yet another brainless bimbo character. But instead, she turns out to be really smart, really brave, and does some amazing things in this movie. I was invested in minor characters in this film in a way that I did not expect. And you know, that's what I want. I want to be upset when people croak. And I was. I was like, no, please, no, no. I was biting my nails. Smoochie was biting her nails. I was biting her nails. She was biting my nails. It was a whole thing. It was a whole crazy thing. So this is one of those movies where you just have to give it a chance. And this is the kind of thing that I live for. Now, why did you pick it in the first place, Patrick? Well, I was just skimming through Amazon Prime, which is where you can find it. And going found footage, found footage. You know, I kind of look at the description. And if it says anything about you know, documentarians... Or paranormal investigators or anything like that. I'm not watching it. I'm just done with all of that. I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, I mean, found footage is fine, but that these particular tropes are so worn out, and they offer they never offer anything new. That I'm just not going to waste my time. So I have to look at the description. I also look to see what other people have said about it. I'm like, how's the rating? How many stars did it get? And how many people have said something? Oh, it's a five-star movie, but only three people? No, 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 no. I'm not watching that. Nope, sorry. But this one had four stars and had several hundred reviews. So I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. And I am very, very happy that I did. This completely rises above its shortcomings and makes a really great, entertaining B-movie picture picture i just said picture we're back in slaughter high kids and i'm carolyn monroe let me put on let me put on my horrible american accent that occasionally goes southern for no reason because i'm from doddsville what's happening i don't know okay what else do i want to say about oh the only thing that really sticks out as awful genuinely unforgivably awful is the only name I recognized in this, who I, I didn't even realize he was in it till the movie was over and the credits, the closing credits rolled, was Jamie Kennedy. You know, Randy from Scream. He shows up, you know, somewhere in the second act where he is a beach, he's a beach patrol guard. And they think help has arrived. And he's just so annoying. That I was just praying that he wasn't help and that he would die really fast. I'm not going to say whether he does or he doesn't or if he was help or hindrance. I'm not going to go there because this movie's full of surprises, but he's terrible. I could kind of see that he said, you know what? I don't need to use your script. I'm Jamie Kennedy and I'm hilarious. So all of his lines are obnoxiously unfunny. And... Boo. Boo. I mean, great, you got somebody to do this movie who has a name and give you some cred, but at what cost? At what cost? At what cost? Yes, I could see at that point the movie did need a little levity because the situation does get extremely grim. Extremely grim. 
But this guy was not it. He just is the worst. Uh, there is another character who I appreciated. There's a there's a large man of color, one of the, one of the party goers, who gets drunk at the party, of course, and they draw dicks on his face when he passes out, like you do, because it's college, even though everybody's thirty. But whatever, okay, doesn't matter. And when he wakes up in the morning, the reason he's still alive is because, as a wacky joke, they stuffed him in like an oil barrel. An empty oil barrel. This big steel drum. So this very large man is stuck in this tiny drum with a dick drawn on his face, and he can't get out. Even if you could walk on the sand, he can't get out. So you got a big fat guy stuck in a little teeny tiny tin can, which is, you know, you know, I guess hilarious to some, but you know, it it, it the situation is grim enough so that it's not funny. But he does have a dick on his face the whole movie. And I was just picturing that this guy had to go to makeup, hair and makeup every morning. And have a dick drawn on his face, and not just a dick, the same dick. So somebody had a dick stencil that they had to trace on his face. And the fact that somewhere out there is the dick stencil from the sand is probably on eBay somewhere. And if it is, and you see it, please buy it for me because I want it, and I don't know why. When the monster, when the kids start to find out what's going on, when it's the morning, and somebody finally hits the sand, there is a girl uh, who has gotten her, her left head out several times now. So I'm just going to call her left it, which is weird because everybody else calls her duck feet, but you never see her feet. So I don't know why they were calling her duff, duck feet. I would call her left hit because I've seen her left hit more often than her, her, her duck feet. And I kept wondering, what's wrong with your right tit that you keep showing me your left hit? You're really aggressively showing me your left hit. You're going out of your way just to get that left hit out there. And I'm turning into Allison going, show me about the hits. But doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't. It's a weird thing because two people wind up getting attacked by the monster at the same time. It's her first. She, because you know, she's your introductory kill. This is when you find out what's going to happen to you when you touch the sand. And like I said, it's a long, agonizing process. And the first thing that happens, you're immediately immobilized. All of a sudden, you put your little foot down. You're like, oh hey, I can't move my foot. Hey, that hey 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 hey, you are stuck to the sand. And She's topless with her left titty hanging out. Screaming, screaming, screaming while the sand is doing whatever it's doing. And then it decide, the, the camera decides to only show you the other victim getting eaten for the rest of the time. You never come back to her. You see her being unable to move her feet and hear her screaming. But you never go back to the topless girl, which is weird for a movie like this. But I don't – I mean I'm not going to say I don't mind because she had her tits out and that's gross and I'm gay. But no, no, it was just weird. It was weird. It was a very weird thing to do. And I was wondering what was wrong with that actress. How bad was your death scene? They're like, you know what? We're just going to cut it. We're going to leave your tits in and we're just going to imply that you're dead. But we're not going to show a damn thing. I would have been happy too, because you know, I, let's just say there's nothing left of you when it's done with you. You, you, you blood beach style, you will eventually be sucked down into the sand and lost forever. I thought it would have been great if that right tit just popped up out of the sand after she was gone. Like all that was left, all that was left of her was her right booby. Or maybe the left is it? Maybe since that's the one she was comfortable with, it would be a left one. You know, it would be really kind of hard to tell just if you found a tit line in the sand, whether it was right or left. What are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the first day of the marathon, and I'm already delirious. I see your left tit where you dropped it on the sand. And that's okay, because it's also nice to kick off the marathon with a crapshoot movie. 
that even 20 minutes in, I was full expecting to hate, and it completely changed my mind. I love finding a diamond in the shed pile, and if you're in the right frame of mind, the sand absolutely is one. So, what else do you need to know from me? Check it out. But, you know, wear some, like, heavy-duty boots or something, you know, like some serious platform shoes so that your feet are actually never touching the sand. And if you're wearing flip-flops, you deserve what you get, and you know why. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom night. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling shrilly screams. They'll sneak under a couple of girls and just won't leave you be. While I said I probably wasn't going to be doing listener feedback during the marathon just because it's one more thing for me to do, I do want to read this one because it came in early and I goddamn feel like it because it's my goddamn show. And this comes from Zombie Brains Andy. And he says... Hello, Patrick! That's actually how he typed it out. There's like 400 A's in there, so only can assume he's doing an anti-mame impression. Am I right? Probably not. I don't care. Hello, Patrick! I started listening a couple of weeks ago after a friend of mine suggested it. You know him as Jay the Haunt Cub. Oh, yes, I know him, and I love him. I originally thought I would catch up before messaging you, but seeing as I have seven years to catch up on, I didn't want to wait that long. I'm glad you didn't, baby. So far, I am loving it. He put lots of O's in there. That's not me. Your reviews are hilarious and pretty much spot on. No, no. I know damn right they're spot on. I know, I know, damn right they're spot on. He actually wrote that too. He actually wrote the response that I was just about to say. Zombie brains, Andy, are you psychic as well as being the living dead? I don't know. Let's keep reading. Maybe he is. I don't know. Plus, I'm finding a whole load (laughs) of films to check out. He said load. (laughs) I'm looking forward to your review of Lady in White. That was one of my favorite films growing up. I recently found it again and enjoy it greatly. Not going to give my review of it here, but may try to call in after your review of it. That's going to be it for now. I can't wait for the next episode to come. Yeah, I know. Get my mind out of the gutter. You and me both, baby. This is where we live. Hey, get comfy. It's nice down here. Cuddle up. Cuddling in the gutter with Andy. Oh, yeah. And to end this email, I watched Pitchfork, and the scene at the beginning, she had fish hooks with the line attaching, piercing her face. What the fuck, right? Fish hooks through the face in a barn. For those of you who have not listened to the Pitchfork episode, uh, well, well, Jay and and Scott the Seder and I were all baffled about what happened to the first victim, but if Andy says that's what happened, I'm going to assume that Andy knows. So many great tools lying around in a barn, and they chose fish hooks. You know, I don't know how he worked all those fish hooks, because there was like nine of them, and he only had one hand. You know, that's me adding that in. Anyway, but anyway, back to the email. Well, at least I could say I got to reach into your email sack. Har, har, I said sack. Keep up the great work and don't let any of those bitches try to take your tiara. That shit is yours. Much regard, Andy. 
Thank you, Andy. I'm very happy with this. This all made me laugh very much, yes. And thank you, Jay the Haunt Cup, for talking about the show to cool friends like Andy. I know he's cool because he's kind of flirting with me. He's flirting with me, right? He's totally flirting with me? What do you mean, no? Of course he's flirting with me. Everybody flirts with me. What? No, they don't. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I love the lady in white as well. But do my guests love it? That's the question. Andy, and that will be revealed on Halloween Day, or Halloween Night, depending. That sounds more about on Halloween Night, all will be revealed about the lady in white. And that rhymed. And that rhymed. Anyway, thank you for writing in, uh, Andy, as you said later on in a completely different piece of correspondence, us soulless gingers need to stick together. But in order for us to stick together, Andy, we need to, like, you know, get together. You know what I mean? We need to be, like, in contact with each other, like, physical contact, and then, then we can, like, actually stick together although that would be bad if we got stuck together like stuck stuck that would be bad people would have to get the warm water like when dogs get stuck when they're fighting never mind never mind okay so that is going to wrap things up for episode 194 the marathon is now officially underway and so many good and crazy things are coming down the pike for you i can't even begin to think about it because it makes my head hurt because I my back already hurts from all the editing I've already done and I've got so much to do in the future. I suffer, I suffer, I suffer. But it's not about me. No, 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 no. It's about new alternatives. And it's about those homeless LGBT youths. Okay? So, please. Help support me. Support them. And head on over to give give.classy.org slash sq. That's give.classy.org slash sq. And make a donation. You can even make a monthly donation if that's if you really want to help out the cause. And that URL of give.classy.org slash sq is listed right there in the show notes on your player. So no excuses. I have set a goal of raising $1,000, which is kind of made my head swim to type that in because that's a massive amount of money, but I think that we could do it. And you know what? Yeah, I'm not even going to say anything negative. We're going to do it, darn it. And I'm going to be giving updates on how much people give every show, so please don't embarrass me. Please don't make me come on here and say nobody donated anything today. Because that will break my heart. And see, it's all about me anyway. Oh my god, what is happening? So tomorrow on the marathon, I'm going to give you a heads up. If you have Netflix, which I'm sure you do because everybody does, I'm going to be talking about the new movie, The Babysitter. But it's directed by Mick G. And maybe I liked it, maybe I didn't. I don't know. And then the day after that, we're going to have our first Megasode. Where I'm going to have Kristen and Dan from the Killing Your Darlings podcast on to talk about that Canadian werewolf thing called ginger snaps yeah speaking of speaking of soulless gingers am i right so that's that's three days of fun planned out right into there and after that i don't know what i'm doing but i've committed to do it so just just stay tuned i'll keep you posted as stuff comes on and the best way to do that is to keep in contact with me on social media. Now, I've already said I'm probably not going to be doing much listener feedback during the Halloween Countdown Marathon, but 
I do want to be collecting your voicemails or emails or whatever correspondence you prefer to use talking about your Halloween experiences. Like if you went to a cool haunted house, I'm always game to hear about those. Or if something really unusual happened, if you had an awesome costume, I want to see it. I want to hear about it. And the best way to get in touch with me is to pick that finger of yours. That you know, stop, Stop doing what you're doing with it right now. I can see you, okay? This is how podcasting works. You think it just, yeah, you can hear me, but I can see you. I can see what you're doing with that finger. It's hot, but you need to stop right now and you need to use it to dial your phone. You dial 917-720-2047 to leave me a voicemail. Or if you're old school or have a lot to say that you can't fit into three minutes, you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com like Zombie Brains Andy did. And of course, that's Queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on the Scream Queens, Scream Queens the podcast where horror gets gay. You can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens, and I am now on Instagram as Scream Queens Podcast. And thank you. Alexis, intern Alexis, for helping out over there. You're doing a great job so far. Go show Alexis some love. Go follow us on Instagram. Find out what's going on because that girl can hashtag like nobody's business and I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. And, of course, please go to give.cheer.org slash SQ and give a little. Okay? I'm not asking for much, just your undying love and affection and a couple of bucks. What else do you want? And speaking of a couple of bucks, if you want extra episodes, if this marathon is not enough for you, I'm still doing bonus episodes for the Patreon feed. That would be the uh, – if you head on over to patreon.com slash screamqueens and become a patron, you get access to the exclusive final reel feed. And that's going to get you bonus episodes and bonus content and sometimes like – screeners that I get uh, get offered and things like that. You gotta get all kinds of cool stuff there. And and, 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 and and you like that. I'm doing that too. And if you read my blog post that I did reviewing the one haunted attraction that I'm on schedule to see this year, the one I've already seen called This Is Real, you're not gonna hear much about it here. You might get an edited version. You know, the bare basics here on the regular show, but those folks on the Patreon feed are going to find out everything that happened inside that abandoned warehouse. And let me just tell you, it was pretty, pretty fucked up. And I liked it. I liked it. I just turned into Carrie's mom. I'm Margaret White now. And when I'm channeling Margaret White, it is time to end the show. So, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, please, especially during this Halloween season, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Yay! I just dropped, like, everything off my desk. That was really an elegant way to end the show. Oh, you don't like it? Too bad! Show's over. <laughs> Bye! I go hunting for witches Heads up going to roll some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>